Many of us are struggling to have enough healthy relationships in our life. Today, we're looking at what it takes to make new friends, the how-to of friendship. Welcome to Run With Horses. My name is Norman, and my goal is to help you thrive as a follower of Jesus. You are not in this alone, and God intends for you to make this journey with other people. How are you doing at building and developing lasting friendships? If you need to work on it, then today's show is for you. Last time, we looked a little bit at our friendships and mentioned that over the last few decades even, we've seen a decline in the number of close friendships that we have. And I think particularly they're noticing this is a problem with men. And we tend to be the, the strong loners and hold this certain ideal up that uh, men don't need friends, but we do. And it's a problem that their number of friendships is slowly declining over time. And I, I mentioned I still strongly believe that our reliance on technology, the internet, social media, and all these things for connections is harming us. Uh, you can feel free to disagree, but with our declining in friendships, uh, you cannot say that it's making our relationships stronger. Uh, I don't see any way that it's doing that. It does give us a lot of light connections, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that a brother at arms who's going to be there when the chips are down. And I think we need that kind of person in our life. It's also mentioned that people in general are a lot happier, feel like they're pretty satisfied with their relationships, their network of friends, when they have more friends. So a lot of us don't have enough people in our life. Uh, it's just a reality of the world that we live in. We, we tend to be busy, distracted, and separated from people. And a lot of the, the networks that were more naturally there in the past, communities, don't exist. We live in the middle of large groups of people without community, and I think that's a problem as well. But there's a lot of reasons why it's important. You know, we mentioned friendships give you hope. All of us have those days when we just need somebody to come alongside and say, you know what, you're just being stupid. <laughs> or they come alongside and tell you, you know, that what you're thinking right now, that's not true. A lot of times we get down on ourselves, and we need to be, uh, we need to have the truth spoken to us. Or the opposite can be true too. We can feel like we're doing awesome, everything is great, we're the best ever, and someone needs to poke a hole in our balloon and point out that uh, sin is still a real thing, even in our life. Friendships encourage us to take time away from a lot of stressful things, whether it's work or even other relationships. Sometimes we have uh, family relationships or work relationships that are really uh, just bringing us down, and to have a, a good friend that can help you put that perspective in balance. Uh, friendships can encourage you to try new things. They can encourage you to do things that are good for you to do, like exercise and maybe eat healthy and um, get out and do some things that are fun. They can also encourage you to be thankful just because you have the friend. It'd be good to be thankful for them, but uh, they can remind you that it's not all bad. So that's uh, important for all of us sometimes. So I have 10 things today that if we all did them, I think they would help us develop and maintain better uh, friendships. So uh, take the ones that apply to you that you feel will be helpful and use them. Any that you don't like, throw them out. <laughs> that is perfectly fine with me. But whatever you do, you do need friends. The first one is simple. And if you listen to all of this show today, then you're taking the first step. It's take initiative. You know, you have to 
be aware that you need friends and then do something about it. Just saying, ah, it'd be great if I had friends, but then you never leave your house. That's probably not going to work out well for you. People are not probably going to break your door down coming to meet you. So what can you do? You can take initiative, make the first step. And some of that is try to be friendly. Uh, try, to, try to act pleasant. <laughs> Smile if you can. I know some of us don't have the most uh, pleasant looking countenances when we're just distracted and walking through. And I know I can be that way. I'm going through a store and I'm just, I'm on a mission. I got to get my job done and get out. Uh, that might mean I'm not looking quite as friendly and open as I should because I'm not thinking about people. So part of taking initiative is being aware of other people and realizing that the way I speak, the way I look, the things that I do are going to leave an impression. And, you know, it's, it's not complicated to be a little bit nicer, just a little bit friendlier, and you never know where it will go. Uh, I found that often I'm not in a great mood, but I'll take the, a little step and just uh, make a comment to somebody even somebody at the checkout stand and uh, ask a question or make a comment and end up having a good conversation. You never know. So develop the habit of taking initiative in these relationships, people that you see. You're opening the door for a potential friendship. You don't know. Um, If nothing else, you could have a good conversation, and that's never bad. So take initiative. Second is be patient. If you take initiative and you begin to have really good conversations on a consistent basis, every one of these is not going to develop into a long-lasting, strong friendship. That's not the way it works. But you're much more likely to find that person that you really connect with. Rome wasn't built in a day or so, they say, and neither are strong friendships. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes continually doing the right thing over time, which sounds a lot like the Christian life, right? We are continually trying to make good choices over time. That's what it takes to build good friendships. Continually make good choices that put you in contact with other people and lead to good conversations. And if you do that, you find some people that you're drawn to and that are drawn to you. But be patient. It does take time. And it does take initiative. As I said, they're not going to be beating your door down. But be looking for those opportunities. Um, Part of taking initiative and being patient We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, thinking about clubs, different places where people are already hanging out and go and join them. Uh, some are hard to break into. Some take a while. What I found in Japan, if I go out to meet people, and I try to do this usually about two days a week, I'd have a, a good solid afternoon or even more of a day where my main goal today is to go out and be around people, meet people. Look for those people that we can develop relationships with and looking for opportunities for the gospel. It starts the same way, though, with any friendship. I need to be around people. I need to meet people. I need to take initiative. Part of taking initiative is going where people are. And it still requires patience. Even if I join a new club, I found in Japan it took about six months for any club that I go to to really feel like I'm accepted at a a reasonable level. And that doesn't mean everybody, but it means I feel like I belong. And it seems like a sufficient number of people feel like I belong. It takes time. And that's not developing even the friendship. That's just kind of this group accepting me. So it does take time. It does take effort. It will take, take patience. But you have to kind of put yourself out there. You have to be willing to take a chance. So you have to lay your pride aside 
Uh, you have to be humble and you have to be patient. It is uh, perseverance and persistence. And I know for some people that's very difficult because they want friends, but they don't actually want um, a lot of the struggle that comes with, with building friends, well, with meeting new people, with getting out there and doing that. They just want the friend. Well, it typically is going to take a little bit of effort on your part. One of the ways that you take initiative is invite people into your life. Look for opportunities to include people. What are you already doing? Well, do that with other people. Invite someone else to do it with you. Do you like um, bird watching? Well, invite some people to go with you. Um, do you like fishing? Invite someone to go with you. What, what do you like to do? You like going for a walk in the evening? See if there's someone that'd like to walk with you. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. If you like to do it, you can say, hey, I just like to go out and try new restaurants. Awesome. I bet you can find somebody who would love to do that with you. Get together once a week and go try a new restaurant. That is taking initiative. It's also being patient because it's going to take a little while. It's going to take a few trips <laughs> to, to really get to know somebody. But to be honest, although I would absolutely hate to go try out new restaurants every week, people that like to do that, a lot of your time is spent talking, and that's really how you build a friendship. So any activity where you're going to be primarily speaking with people is going to speed up the process. Something like sports, you're going to be around people, but unless you spend some time talking before or after, uh, your, really knowledge, your knowledge of that person is going to be limited because you don't typically talk very deeply as you're playing soccer or basketball, but it's the little breaks in between. And going out for supper afterward, things like that. So look for opportunities to include people in what you're already doing. You can also be intentional, take initiative, and make intentional plans to, to do something with others that maybe you weren't going to do, but hey, you'd be willing to do it if somebody else would do it with you. Supper, lunch, coffee, um, it doesn't matter what it is, something that you would be willing to do. And I know I've talked to people who say, well, I don't like to do a lot of these activities that other people like to do. Okay, well, you're not doing it for the activity. You're doing it for the people. And there are a lot of activities that I've done in my life that on my own I would never, never do. But because of people, I did it. And the activity was not horrible. I didn't hate the activity, but it wasn't my thing. It was their thing, and that's why I did it. That's part of how you have to look at friendships. You do things because of friends that you wouldn't do on your own. And it's because they are your friends. So get used to that. Go ahead and look for opportunities to do something to other people, even if it's not your thing. And what you may find out is trying new activities. You may find you like some of those activities and becomes your thing. So look for opportunities to include people in what you're already doing. Join people where they are in what they're already doing. Find clubs. Uh, there are clubs all over. Everything you can imagine is supported by a local club. Start a hobby that is supported by one of these local clubs. Photography, sports, uh, anything you can imagine. There are you know, quilting clubs, uh, painting, you know, any, any hobby you can imagine. There's probably a local club. Not everywhere, I realize, if you live in the middle of nowhere, um, Kansas or the middle of nowhere in Iowa. Yeah, there, there are places where there aren't local clubs. I grew up in a place where there are not a lot of local clubs close by. But look for those. That's an easy start to meeting new people. 
So if it's available, take advantage of it. That's going back to number one, taking initiative. Keep going even though it's not awesome the first time. Often the first several trips to a new club are kind of awkward. You're not really sure what's going on. It takes a little time. You know, my kids started doing karate in Japan. And the first time, okay, there's zero knowledge of karate and they don't know anybody there. So the first time, obviously, it's a little awkward. But now I have two black belts and a brown belt in our family and they're able to lead the classes. They're also able to help welcome other people into the classes. That's part of learning and growing and being patient and realizing that you you develop these relationships over time. You get used to the activity over time. Be patient. Uh, Joining clubs is a way not of inviting people into your life, but of joining people in this third space. So it's not inviting people into your home or, or going into their home. So we say invite people into your life. That's great. Invite them for supper. Invite them to do what you're doing. But joining people where they are is often going to be in a third space. You know, it's going to be in a public space where it's a little easier. It's maybe a little safer for you. It feels um, more comfortable. There's more likely to be other people than just inviting one person to get together for lunch when you barely know them. But you have a club, you have a time to, to develop these relationships over time, to get to know people in small conversations and find the ones that you do kind of connect with. And those people, then you can invite outside the club to do something. And that's how a lot of really good friendships get started. So join people where they are is number four. Number five, learn a new skill that requires other people. So if you like music, learn to play an instrument, but learn to play an instrument that can really is going to work best in a band. <laughs> learn to play something that uh, is going to require other people. Find out if there's a local amateur orchestra, and if you play something already, join something like that. Or f- just find other people that play. Put an ad up in a music store and say, hey, I'm interested in just getting together to play. Find some other people who might be interested. Um, ask around. Find something, a skill that, that requires others. Sports would be one of those things that you know, it doesn't work well on your own. So if you play or have played basketball, uh, flag football, soccer, uh, just about any sport, look for something like that that you can do with other people Um, what's available in your community and that's where when I think about these kind of things often the limit is what's available in your area because everything's not available everywhere so you have to look at where you are and consider uh, what's available as you're doing all this a lot of the how-to is important so you're taking initiative, you're getting out, you're meeting some people. Well, what do you do when you're there, when you go to a club, when you're around this group of people? Well, listen a lot, learn a lot, but show an interest in others. You know, if you're, you go and you sit in the corner and you only listen, you're learning a lot about other people as they're having conversations, but show an interest. Ask a question. Uh, ask a question about somebody's hobby, somebody's interest, something that comes up in conversation that um, sounds interesting to you or has a connection with your life, show an interest in what they're talking about. The other person's new to you. Get to know them. I think this is a big part of going into these situations with the intention of being outward focused. So yes, it's awkward for me. You don't know me, but let me, I'm going to show an interest in you. Most people really love to talk about themselves. So if you give them that opportunity, uh, they'll respond. So listen, learn, but be careful 
not to only listen and learn, be active in showing an interest, ask questions, um, point out those connections that you have with other people. Number seven is don't expect perfection from others or yourself. And this is a big one. Sometimes we want our friends to be just like us and like everything that we like. And if they don't agree with us on everything, we can't have anything to do with them. This is a big problem in the world today. Uh, There's no room for difference of opinion. Well, leave room for growth and change. Understand that no one is going to be just like you. Uh, You're probably wrong in half your opinions already. So be aware of that and recognize that part of friendship is helping the other person be better. So if you have a friend where you disagree with quite a few things on, a lot of those conversations will help both of you be in a better place. And it's not that you change each other's opinions, but you get better at talking about it. Uh, You get better at understanding the other person's perspective. And sometimes you find out that some of your opinions change, and sometimes you find out that some of theirs change when you really listen, you really learn where they're coming from, and you show an interest in how they developed into the person that they are. So you don't have to agree with everything that your your friends believe. That's okay. Everything that they think throughout the world is probably not true. Some people are really into conspiracy theories. Some people are into uh, politics at an extreme level. You don't have to love all that. You have to be able to deal with that if that's the main thing in their life. But don't expect perfection. Don't expect them to agree with you on everything. Don't expect them never to hurt your feelings. <laughs> That's going to be part of friendship as well. You are going to to cause each other problems. That's part of it. And that process of uh, repentance and forgiveness, that's a growth process for you and your friends. So expect that. That is part of a friendship. And use that as an opportunity to get to know them better and to get to know yourself better. So number eight is really allow space to disagree. So seven is don't expect perfection, but allow space to disagree. Don't write someone off just because you disagree with them. You know, we learn a lot about ourselves as we have difficult conversations. Uh, We think a little deeper about our own opinions when someone we care about disagrees with them. Because I want to know if you uh, point out something that that I believe and understand to be true and you say, well, that's not true. Well, I I might not have known that. So I'm going to think about why do I believe that? Where did that come from? And I may double down and look, no, I'm, this is right. <laughs> but I need to be willing to examine what I understand to be true. So you know what? Yeah, I just, I'm, I don't know where I heard that. I just thought it was true. <laughs> so give space to disagree. Give space for, for you and your new friends to examine who you are and what you believe and what you understand. Because you come from different places. You have different family backgrounds. And a lot of assumptions that we make in life are just not true. A lot of people grow up in a certain kind of family and we just assume that this is the way every family is. That's not true. Every family is different in many, many ways. Uh, We have a lot of ideas about how to navigate life. And a lot of us differ in those things. And even within the church, as we're looking at the same Bible and we're studying, we still have a lot of people who are good, solid believers. They believe the gospel as we believe it, but a lot of the way they live it out uh, is different. They have different opinions about what's okay or what's not okay, or the way to make certain kinds of choices. And you have to allow space to disagree. Otherwise, you really limit the number of people you can really be friends with. And I think you're not going to be the person you could be if you're always limiting all your relationships to people who are essentially just like you. You know, that's not really 
your goal. You're going to be a better person if you expand that space, expand the number of people that you're willing to be friends with. So when we go back to the beginning and say, take initiative, well, take initiative to go outside of your comfort zone sometimes. Meet people who are not like you. And I think, at least for me, it makes for some fascinating conversations and friendships to get to know people who I know are not like me. And there's some conversations I probably don't want to have with this person because we know that we don't agree. But there's a lot of life that we do agree on, a lot of things that we can do together and enjoy each other's company. And I learn a lot about myself and the world because of some of these people. So when you're taking initiative, you're not looking for someone who is exactly like you. When you're inviting people into your life, you're recognizing that there are different levels maybe of your life. Uh, Some people you're not going to invite into your inner circle, but it's great to hang out with them every once in a while. We need those kind of friends too. People who are going to challenge us in what we believe and what we think and and what we do and who are a little bit uh, crusty sometimes. Some people are prickly, but they can be valuable friends too. Some of those people who are a little bit prickly are the people that when you have a battle going on in your life, they're the people who are going to be there and they'll, they'll fight with you to the end. Um, that's important. It's important to have those friends that can say, yeah, we disagree on a lot, but we still love each other. We're still here for each other. Be open to having different kinds of friendships. All your friendships should not be just like you. When you're going back to joining clubs, don't look for people who only do exactly what you do in the way that you do them. Be willing to be challenged. Uh, You are still growing as a person, so this whole process of developing friendships, of learning about other people, of developing these relationships in your life that are so valuable to you, they're part of your growth as a person. You will be challenged to grow spiritually. You will be challenged to grow in your thinking. Uh, You'll be challenged to grow in your acceptance of others. Uh, You'll be challenged to grow in your ability to speak intelligently about a lot of different things because of your friends. And the broader this base of friends that you have, the more things that you learn about yourself and about the world. But it's also true that as you have different kinds of problems and issues in your life, you have more people to talk to, more people who can give you uh, advice or encouragement or just practical help because you have made friends who are outside of your comfort zone. You may say, well, I'm not a I'm not an active person. Well, there are many, many times in life when it's good to be friends with active people. When you need to get something done, there are active people that can come over and knock it out. Um, Other times you say, well, I have some things I need to figure out, but I'm just not good at this planning and and figuring these things out. I, I just always like to be out doing something. Well, it's great to know those people who are really good at sitting down and figuring out the right thing to do. So, Be aware as you're building friendships, as you're looking for new people, you're not looking for people just like you. And that's often our problem in the world today. Uh, It seems like a lot of us, we want everyone to agree with us in everything. And that's just not going to happen. It's like I'm over and over again, you know, my main goal in doing this show is to for me to grow as being a, in, a, in my ability to be a disciple maker, that's number one. But then I want to help other people grow in being disciples of Jesus and to be disciple makers. In the middle of that, you have lots of different relationships, and every relationship is not going to be centered on Christ, unfortunately. It may be in, in your goal is for that, but some people make it very clear that is not something that they're going to accept. 
what do you do with that person? Well, I have people like that that I would still say I would put, uh, put them on my friend list. You know, we still do some things together. There are hard limits because they have absolutely rejected Christ. So what's important to me is not important to them. But I still have hope for them. Uh, I still pray for them. Uh, I still want to help them with the goal that, you know, someday, hopefully, God will provide a space where they will be willing to hear. But in the meantime, they're still a friend. We still have good conversations. We still hang out together. We need people like that in our life that I, they may never change. They're a little bit prickly, and I wouldn't want to be around them in every situation. I would not want to include them in necessarily every group that I've been around. But they have the space for people that are, are challenging. And sometimes they require a lot from us. So some friendships are exhausting, and that's okay. Uh, you need those, but you also need friends who are uh, going to meet you where you are and love you where you are. So I guess what I'm saying, number nine is be flexible. Everyone around you is different. Everyone has a life and their own interests and goals. So be, be open to including their interests and goals in your life to the extent that you can. Now, obviously, some people's goals are just so far off <laughs> that you, there's no way we're going to do that together. Right? Uh, several years ago, we had a neighbor we were getting to know, and my wife was talking to this lady and asked her, you know, what do you do when you're not at work or what, what's your hobby? What do you like to do? And she said, uh, drinking beer. That was her hobby. <laughs> like, well, we're not going to be doing that very often with you. So there are times when you can't include it, but be flexible. A lot of people like to do things that you might not be super interested in. You know, I, I've done all kinds of activities in my life, and a lot of them were not my initial idea, whether it was uh, remote control airplanes or different kind of sports. I learned to do um, airsoft, and I'd never heard of it until I had an intern that was uh, into that. Uh, fishing at times out in the ocean. It's like I don't know nothing about ocean fishing. I'm more of a river and pond in Alabama. Uh, there's all these different activities. I, I learned to make uh, pottery from a friend, and I, I don't really care anything about pottery, but I'm very happy to do it with him. That's his thing. So be flexible. Be willing to include or try to include the interest of others. And number 10, the last one, basically be a good friend. Be dependable. Be honest. Be loyal. Be considerate. Be supportive. Think about what you need from a friend and then be that for other people. Be there when they need help. I mean, it means remembering to call them. You know, some people, particularly you get to know people and you see some people are super busy and they're always around people. Well, they're just, it's not that they don't want to be friends. They just get busy and forget. Well, take initiative and call. Some people you know are probably sitting at home not doing anything. Well, take initiative and call. Show up on time when you agree to meet somebody. Uh, Show respect for their time. Uh, Listen at least as much, if not more, than you talk. And be willing to help when needed. Ultimately, it's being the hands and feet of Jesus in the life of other people. If you can do that, then I think you'll find that you can develop good uh, good friendships. We need people. That's just what it is. Uh, No matter who you are, where you are, you need people. Well, thanks for joining me again today. If you have thoughts or questions about your life, spiritual life, otherwise, write me at norman at runwithhorses.net. I'd love to hear from you. Find a friend today. You know you need a friend. Encourage them to be on the journey with you. Hopefully you have really good friends in your church family. Uh, If not, reach out. 
and develop a new friendship today. Keep running. <laughs>